Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk to you about selling like a squirrel. Yes, that's what I said, selling like a squirrel. Now, let me tell you the story behind this, and then I'm going to give you a prime example of how you could use this. Many years ago, we lived in Minnesota. Yeah, for sure, you betcha, right? We lived in Minnesota, and I love Minnesota, by the way. We lived in Minnesota. I had a neighbor. His name was Harold, and Harold loved to feed birds. That was his thing. He loved to feed birds, right? And so every year, you know, same thing. He'd get out his bird feeders, put them all out there, feed the birds. Even during the winter, he actually kept some of the bird feeders out. But I remember one day I was I was looking out the window. It was summer. I was looking out the window, and I saw Harold like greasing up, like putting grease all over the base of a tree. So, you know, eventually I asked him, I said, Harold, what's up with that? He said, well, Victor, I got a lot of squirrels, and they keep eating all the bird food out of the bird feeders. So I'm thinking, put a lot of grease around the base of the tree, and guess what? His whole thinking was that the squirrel wouldn't be able to climb up. In other words, wouldn't it be able to get a grip? But next day, guess what? Squirrel got the food. A couple of days later, uh, he decided to put, and you've probably seen these if you're from the Midwest, he put this aluminum sheet around the base of the tree. It was about three feet high, it went around the base of the tree, and again, the thinking was that the squirrel wouldn't be able to actually go up the tree. But a couple of days later, that food was gone, the squirrel got it again. Harold even tried to dangle the bird feeder at the edge of one of the branches with a real thin line, like a fishing line, right? Thinking again that the weight of the squirrel wouldn't be able to support it as it tried to move out towards the edge of the branch where the bird feeder was. But guess what? The squirrel got the food. No matter what Harold did, the squirrel got the food. Now, years went on, and this kept, the battle of squirrel just continued. Harold, it was a losing battle. I remember when we moved away from Minnesota a few years after that, I still remember Harold had passed away, unfortunately, and I still remember that his, his front yard still had a bunch of squirrels in it. In other words, the squirrel was always going to win. And why was the squirrel always going to win? Well, you have to think about it. We can fight the squirrels, maybe we can win a couple of battles, but you have to understand that you can't beat a squirrel because 24-7, 365 days a year, what is that squirrel thinking? That squirrel is thinking, how do I get the food? That squirrel spends all its day strategizing, figuring out how to get the food. That squirrel is so focused on survival that you have to be as equally dedicated as that squirrel in order to beat that squirrel. And I don't think Harold, or even myself, have that in us. In other words, to be that focused, 24-7, 365, focus on getting that food. That's a squirrel, and I would have to be focused 24-7, 365, on preventing that squirrel, and I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Now, I've always loved that story because, first of all, it's true. Second, it taught me something, that when you're that focused on something, you can't be denied. Listen carefully to what I just said. When you're so focused on something, you simply cannot be denied. And I'll give you an example. Many years ago, when I was vice president of sales, we lived in Argentina. And in Argentina, we had this large customer. And we were in the B2B telecom, telecommunications industry. And there was one customer, the behemoth, the big one, that we could simply not penetrate. Now, we were getting some business. We were getting about, I think, about two, maybe $300,000 worth of business. But we knew the business was worth more. The problem was we were serving a lot of customers 
but we really weren't focused on that one large company. So I decided to hire a salesperson. This sales guy, I gave him specific instructions and it was to sell like a squirrel. I remember telling him, I need you to sell like a squirrel with this company. And I remember he had this puzzled look on his face like, Victor, what, is it? what does that mean to sell like a squirrel? He says, right now we don't have any relationships with this company, real tangible relationships, meaningful relationships. What I want you to do is to solely focus on that company. I am only hiring you to manage that company. That is the only account you have. And I remember there was this look of panic on his face and it was for several reasons. The first one being we had no way into the company because we had no contacts or real leads. Second, it was kind of a digital proposition, binary if you will, one or zero. This was the only company he had. This is the only one he was gonna focus on. So if he wanted to make quota, he had to make sure that he succeeded with this company or else pretty much he's not gonna make money that year. So for him it was very binary, either make it or not make it. And that's a scary proposition as compared to the other salespeople who had, let's say 10 accounts and they can spread the risk around 10 accounts. He now had only one account and it was only one place to place that risk. And that was that one account. And I said, sell like a squirrel. And I told him the story of Harold and how the squirrel kept winning. And I said to him, I want you to sell like a squirrel. I want you to focus. He says, but we don't know anybody. He says, I don't care. Focus on getting in. Focus on finding a way in. Focus on finding a way to get that food. In other words, the sales. And I don't care if you have to start out with buying you know, uh, the janitor a cup of coffee to begin the relationship. I just need you to focus on that one account. I still remember to this day him walking out of the office, kind of shaking his head like, what did I get myself into? And I remember about a week later, he comes back, he gives me a report of where he's at. And I said, great, you met a couple of people. And second week, he does the same thing. By the third or fourth week, I finally said to him, I said, look, I don't need a weekly report. I just need to know at the end of the quarter that we've made a sale. That's all I need to know from you. How you choose to approach this company, how you choose to manage the relationships is up to you because you are the expert when it comes to this organization, this company. And again, I remember walk, him walking out of the office going, wow, more than I bargained for. But let me fast forward this. So he's on this thing for three, maybe four, I think yeah, it was about four months before we actually got the first bid in. After six, maybe seven months, we actually submitted a proposal and we got a small order. Now, let me really fast forward the story. Within two and a half years, two and a half years on this account, he took it from 300, again, two to $300,000 a year to over $3 million in two and a half years. What a growth. I mean, that's some serious growth. And I remember at first he was scared of the account, but something also happened. As he was working the account, especially after the first year, he now had relationships in the company and that positioned us greatly. When competitors came in to try to try to steal or undermine our pricing, steal our, our customer or undermine our pricing, guess what? We had the relationships. We were so embedded, we were giving this customer so much service that they were afraid to go anywhere else. Now, here's the kicker. We were selling on average at about 30% more than our competitors. Listen to what I just said. Yes, we were selling at about 30% more than our competitors and we still were winning the business. 
Why? Because we over-serviced this customer. We viewed them as a valuable customer, and they knew that they had a salesperson, and eventually we dedicated even an engineer to this company where all they had to do was pick up the phone, and that engineer was right over there real quick. And so when they had that type of service, they were willing, when they had the service and the relationship, the relationship being the salesperson, the engineer being the service side, when they had those two things, they were willing to pay the 30% premium. So when people tell me that price is an issue, I often think to myself, yeah, in some cases, it's true, price is an issue. But in many cases, if you can give them enough service, provide the relationships, but the service piece, and obviously I'm assuming you have a great product or service, price becomes more of a moot point. So what's my point here? I want you to start selling like a squirrel. I want you to think about a company that you've been trying to penetrate. And then maybe what they need from you is pure dedication. Really focus in on actually getting that food, getting those sales. Understand their business. Because what I assume happened to the salesperson, well, not assume, I know what happened to the salesperson. When he focused on one company, not only did he understand the company, he understood their business. Not only did he understand their business, he understood their business issues. And he could tie that back to the products and services we offered and how we can help them resolve those business issues. In other words, he understood his business, but he also understood the customer's business. That combination with great product and service is what it takes to sell in today's market. It's not about price. It's always about positioning your value. So this is Victor Antonio always reminding you, one, in this case, I want you to start selling like a squirrel. And also that selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. And as a final reminder, please check out my YouTube channel, salesinfluence.com. Just type that in. It'll take you straight to the actual website where all my YouTube videos are there on display for you. If you want to purchase some courses for your company so you can share them with your salespeople, go to seminarsonselling.com. Again, that's seminarsonselling.com and we'll talk to you later. Take care.